right, everybody. Welcome, welcome one, welcome all. Back to another week of Ghost in the Scene. I am your host, Gio. I'm happy to be back, and let's we'll get into that later. I'm with my co-host, Rob. How are you, Rob? Gio, it's so nice to see you and have you back. Um, we'll go into all those details soon. But before we do, just want to acknowledge that we are almost headed into the second spookiest month of the final 666 year of the decade. It's 2019 right now, so you can crunch those numbers, see, see where we are, but not for too much longer. Uh, so we're not out of it yet. There's still lots of stuff that is gonna come up, um, and is, we're already in the process, right? You're feeling it. And it's going to be, we're going to still have these big moments between now and the end of the year until we get to 2020 and we can see things for what they are. Yeah, the look back is going to be, I think, more scarier because we would have seen all the pitfalls that we narrowly avoided and just thinking, wow, we barely made it, you know, this year. And we've gone through some big things already, but this year still has a few tricks up its sleeve. We're not out of the woods. And in fact, I found myself in some deep woods recently. And it's, it, it was not a, a, a happy time for me. It was very scary. And looking back, I'm even more afraid for myself than when I was in, in this situation. Because now I think I know too much. And um, this is going to be, uh, you know, a warning for you guys and you exes out there. If you hear this, if you listen to what I'm going to say, they might come after you too. And uh, we, we had a conversation about safety before Rob and I, and we feel that this information is necessary for you guys to understand who all of these players are, what they're doing on their spare time and the weekends. And so it, it's one giant web. And we're going to explain and, and go through every strand of this web that we can, because there's a lot to, to go through. But first, you know, let's, uh, let's start off with something a little less intense, right, Rob? Because uh, to cleanse the palate, we got to build the flavor profile. Let's, let's start with a good base, a chicken broth or a vegan broth, a vegetable base for everybody here. Um, how was your week? How are you? It's, it's been spooky, you know? Uh, we are living in a time where we have royalty that is, for the first time in a few hundred years, you know, this country used to be overseen by royalty, by monarchs, by kings and queens. And we are seeing that happening again. But when this monarchy 2.0, it's, we're not just going to be having one king or queen we're going to have multiple um it's going to it's which which is kind of confusing because monarchy you know that's that's one but we're going to have multiple of them yeah when have kings or queens ever played by the rules right you think that they're going to limit themselves to just one uh, i don't think so that's not how power works right absolute power corrupts absolutely i think i came up with that a few years ago um, and this is the kind of thing that people need to understand that monarchies is just a word 
right? It's an umbrella word for all the power that the family has. So, of course, we have multiple people in charge up at the top. And recently, you know, in the past 200 years, we've gone democratic. We've started voting in our kings and queens. And I think Rob was getting to the idea of our current president, or I'm not even sure what she, she's the princess, I think we've, we've discussed before. Her name is Ariel, princess of Atlantis, president of America. And also she is really good friends with Elizabeth Warren, really good friends with uh, Charlize Theron. And, you know, I've seen pictures of her and Charlize Theron at Saks Fifth Avenue. And I think everyone's seen the picture of her getting out of the car and she looks stunning. And this is the kind of thing where, where other people get sucked into the celebrity of power. And now we're having, you know, 17 magazine and Ariel's on the cover of that. And she's on Forbes and she's having her own makeup line. And what are we doing here? You know, we're, we're prepping everybody to love the tyrant because she's not an angel. She's, she's doing, she's a siren. We've talked about this. And heir apparent to Atlantis. So as soon as Triton is gone, you know, he's already seemingly on his way. He's, I still haven't seen him. Uh, they're keeping him in the vault, apparently. Um, so I think they're really, what they're doing is prepping us for Ariel's reign. And they already have consolidated the power. So it's really, at this point, just kind of a procedural. You know, it's only by name. It's very Cuba, Fidel Castro, right? He was sick for a very long time. And, you know, we're not political yet. This is just a history fact. It's a, it's a political fact that he was very sick for a very long time. And they just kept him in his, you know, little room and said he was fine. And his brother was, was taking over for a while, right? But in reality, I mean, his brother was in charge for years, just with the name of his older brother still being in charge. That's what Triton is. Triton, it sadly, is, is an old man, you know, probably in, in a bubble somewhere down, you know, under the sea. And we have his daughter, kind of like the Ivanka Trump, right? And, and I, I don't, I don't want to make that connection, but it's true. She's going to take over. The vitality is, is being drained like a siren, like a succubus draining from the father into the daughter and now she has the you know the ego the power the family you know all of that flows into her and she's in charge so you were in the vault last week you talked about being in the vault getting early access i talked to my dad and he fixed that for me right my dad is a very helpful man when it comes to resources. He's, he's my go-to guy. So I, I said, Daddy, Rob, Rob and Mark got Disney Plus without me. Can, and he said, they did what? And I said, Daddy, they got it without me. And he said, he, I'm going to fix that for you, little, little boy. And he gave, me, he gave me his password. He gave me his login, his credit card information. I won't give the numbers, not we had to do an earlier version of this episode where I accidentally gave the numbers. So I won't do that again, but I, I, I got Disney plus I'm in the vault and I got to say guys and exes out there. Um, beware. They are putting things out of order. 
they are putting things, you know, there's no memory. There's no, the aspect ratios. I mean, I don't want to get into the technical stuff because we're a ghost podcast, but let me just say all of this is a recipe for possession. When you put movies out of order, you're going backwards in time. When you put things that look different and they cut off parts of the top and bottom, those parts could be filled with spells that are saving you. You, you look at the top and bottom margins of, of a screen, and that could be full of spells and subtitles that you're missing. So Disney Plus, the vault is haunted. We all knew that. But letting everybody in is exactly what we feared. Um, it, it is a recipe for possession. Rob, have you been exploring Disney Plus? I have, and it really shows the difference of the truth of being in the vault early and seeing all the content in its true form. And it's shocking. You know, it's it's like you're walking right up and shaking hands with these ghosts because that's what you realize of a player that's been around for, for so long, like Disney. And the fact that they have all of the Fox content as well. Um, they got the Fox in the box. And wow, it's like you can see every single ghost every phantom and shake hands and it re you really realize like where things are um and to show that you know as powerful disney is the power of these spirits is stronger and the more that they try to contain them in the this box like they're they're networking now you know these are think about this these are the highest rollers these are the highest networkers that have ever uh, existed in Hollywood, you know, the movers and shakers that put together these deals, these classic films are now all in the same place for eternity to kind of kick around the tires, but we're not seeing them for what they are. We're getting a version, you know, Disney plus is not true access to the vault. It's kind of like a, it's just a portal, right. Of mm -hmm. which they're sending us through and it's a filtered portal and it's like, it is not the same. Like Barnes and Noble. If you guys have Barnes and Noble, where you're from, in whatever dimension you're in, the the Donald Bush dimension, it's like Barnes and Noble. You go there as a fan, and you like books, you like literature. They don't have all of literature there. It's not the Library of Alexandria, right? They might have it in their vault, but they don't have it on the floor. And what's worse is you have fans that will take these books out of their place and rearrange them in different orders. And so I'm not blaming the fans. I'm blaming the structure of Barnes & Noble. And that is Disney+. Plus. It is the structure of it that sets up people to get possessed. Because you're, you're watching movies, and you, you don't even realize, oh my gosh, I'm watching it backwards. I'm watching it in reverse order. Suddenly, mm -hmm. you know, they're fighting the bad guy, and then the bad guy doesn't even exist by the first movie. So... What happened? You know, people are freaking out. They're running out into the streets. I've seen multiple things where people have been, you know, taping Disney Plus goggles to their eyes and then trying to drive in traffic, getting into accidents. So people are getting eye sores, eye aches, you know, Disney Plus. They have glued ears, mouse ears to their heads. They've gone to the emergency room and they've had to take it off. So we're seeing a, a 
epidemic of mouse and fox related accidents. I've seen, and this is something pornographic, but I've seen girls with foxtails in their butts. I don't know. I don't know what that's about. I don't know if foxes are climbing into their, these girls' butts and their tails are the last thing they can't go in. I don't know if girls are cutting off foxtails and plugging their butts like, like bears. This is an epidemic, people. And you think that Disney had nothing to do with it? Think again. People putting foxtails in their butts has everything to do with Disney and Disney+. Plus. So we're living in uh, some kind of epidemic time. This is like a contagion. Everybody has Disney+. Plus. I asked my daddy for it. He got it for me in 0 .07 seconds. Who's to say other daddies out there aren't going to do the same, right? I mean, it's every daddy's duty to, to do that, to, to get their, their children Disney+. Plus. That's what it is made for, right? Exactly. And the daddy wants to watch Netflix. Let's be honest. He wants to watch his, his more adult content. When I said the, you know, the foxtail thing, that wasn't on Disney+. Plus. That was out in the world. That's what it, Disney+, Plus inspires. But what's the content on Disney+, Plus? it's a bunch of kids stuff. You know, it's a bunch of uh, cartoon, you know, people have been acting in these movies for years with no recognition, just being painted over. And you know, people dressed as animals and stuff. They want to watch Netflix. They want to watch, you know, their, the walking dead or, you know, orange is the new black, which is Halloween. It's a Halloween show, orange and black, you know, it's constant Halloween in that prison. And they want to watch the adult stuff. And this is like, we were talking about last week, the, the constant struggle between who is in charge, you know, first we had politics that, you know, we talked about that. And then we talked about Disney kind of taking away from that. Rob made a great point. And, and Rob, go ahead and, and, and explain what you meant when you talked about, you know, Netflix kind of joining the fray. Of course. I mean, we all knew that they wouldn't go away. They were the ones that came up with the idea of this online ghost vault you know so they have their own queen as we all know they releasing the crown and introducing us to our the, the netflix's queen olivia coleman so two well we have a princess who's basically the president we can call her queen and now we have Netflix's version of that called Olivia Coleman. Or that's a that's a person? Olivia Coleman's The Crown. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I believe is the full title. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, we all recall she she recently won an Oscar unexpectedly. Uh, or Emmy. I mean, I, all the awards, I think. I believe I think so. She she won the triple crown this this last year. So of course, now now she is awarded for for that. She is awarded the the role, uh, or anointed, really. Right? That's how this works. She's mm -hmm. ordained. It's uh, picked, uh, almost by this higher power in this case, Netflix, um, to be the queen. To to represent Netflix as as their queen, and now we have another kind of tie. This is like the Jill Stein of 2016 where now we have a third runner who's making some serious 
moves and now wants the attention of of the United States and possibly Australia, possibly Canada. I mean, we're talking about the world in, in certain places when, when, when Netflix is accessible, it could be accessible anywhere. Yeah. On your phone. And we haven't even gotten into the idea of, you know, streaming stuff on your phone to watch, you know, on the bus and, and places like that, getting other people exposed to your, your dirty, filthy content. I would say, that Netflix is, is, is doing their damnedest, right? They have the crown. They have their Halloween-themed uh, Orange is the New Black. House of Cards is their political thing that they had to end because it got too real, right? And, and even, you know, Kevin Spacey, you know, the tragedy of his life being that he was just too terrible, <laughs> just such a terrible guy and, and always got drunk and, you know, was hitting on everybody he, and i mean he hurt people he, he hurt, hurt a people. lot of people they let him be this role and if you saw and this is something i don't know if we even talked about where he went back to his character after he had been kicked out and did that cringy super spooky and this is if you want to see a possession people mm -hmm. watch this video because it is truly, if you look in his eyes, it is not him, his, his Southern accent. And, and I'll say this, we've been, we, we've been talking, you know, down in, uh, in DC, we're going to get to that later, but I've heard a lot of Southern accents and you can hear Kevin Spacey do a fake Southern accent on, you know, like go on like Jimmy Kimmel or something to five, six years ago when he was still okay to be on TV shows. You can hear him do fake accents. This wasn't that. He was channeling some kind of pedophile weird ghost. And it comes through in that video. So Netflix created that. They made that character for him in a political sphere, right? And you see what we get now in reality. This was before Donald Trump ran for president before the Baldwins got involved in politics. So Kevin Spacey acting as the president, acting as somebody who kind of clawed his way to the top as president, being the terrible person and assaulter that he is, is the archetype for the Baldwins. They see, oh, look at that, a Spacey. He's doing it. Or I'll just grab him by the pussy, right? That's, that's mm -hmm. what Alec Baldwin decided to, to lead with. Once he saw what Kevin Spacey could do without being kicked off, right? Well, years pass, the truth comes out, and people finally have a say. And I think, and I'm not going to say that Disney was the one that, you know, leaks everything and, and, and took them down, but they benefit, right? Disney is now benefiting because Netflix is withering. And the, the struggle is on, baby. Now we have... Netflix backed into a corner, right? They, they picked the wrong pony in Kevin Spacey. They picked the wrong people to back, and now they have to pay for it. Disney Plus rises, and the struggle continues. So this is classic, you know, Shakespeare, basically. And I, I should know about Shakespeare because I saw a little of it this week, and it, it was riveting. So, Rob... When it comes to uh, the struggle with Netflix and The Crown, 
and Disney Plus. Um, do you have any final words on on the matter? It is just I think it's important to include the past to provide context for the present and to show that the spells aren't over. And even if one spell fails to stick, there's new spells that are created. So in the past, if a company, and it could be any one, it could be Netflix or Disney, happened to be Netflix, made this political thriller, and they were dipping their toes to obviously create the political situation where we are, they turn around and say, you know what, this doing it through this whole democracy channel isn't really working. It's really messy. There's a lot of other people that have a say in it. And despite our best efforts to control it, it's just uncontrollable. We're going to come back with a monarchy because that's, we just got to talk to one person and it's a lot neater. People like it. It's, there's a lot of nice clothes, um, a lot of nice, you know, uh, pleasantries, you can say, um, uh, fine dining and fancy sort of uh, more, some, some big words. I think they use a lot of letters in these shows. Apple or letter charts, yeah, they're way, way off the chart. So um, this is the new spell, right? And I think Disney leads the charge. You know, they kind of set the tone and Netflix is following. Uh, and we see a lot of other people coming into this battle as well. But I think this is, these are the two main players that we're seeing at the moment and the ones to take the most seriously. It's, it's very true. And, you know, there's a question on everyone's mind. And I know, I know I've been asking, where is Warner Brothers? You know, I don't know what they're up to. I don't know what they have planned. This is something that I think we could have our special investigators look into, our private eyes, because they are doing something, right? There is a response. There is always a response. This is the, you know, the recipe of life is that any action, there's an opposite and equal reaction, right? So Warner Brothers is up to something under the, under the covers, under wraps, universal. They are doing something. And it could be something as, as nice as, you know, they're making a nice DreamWorks movie, or they could be making the next atomic bomb. They could be making dirty bombs and sending it to the Middle East. They could be making the next Iron Man, but in real life. And we don't know. So look into that, guys. Keep your, keep your ears to the ground. Google Universal. Google um, anything you can that you find suspicious. Send to us ghostinthescene at gmail.com or Twitter at ghostinthescene. And let's get into a, a little personal story. We last week outed, or not outed, but we told you what we knew. We told you the truth, that we know who the whistleblower is. We know who they are. We figured it out through channels, uh, both paranormal and Simple searches. If you know what to look for, it's pretty simple. It's pretty easy to find out. And there are lots of people that came to us, and they wanted to know. I got a lot of – and so we talked about, you know, we went and uh, did some traveling recently. They picked me up from where I was, and I, I'll tell you about where I was later. But they picked me up and they, they flew me on a private jet to D.C. 
Rob, how did they get you? Well, uh, I actually telecommunicated in. I, I was able to patch in. I've been really busy in here and, you know, but I respect uh, the wishes of the government and to, to speak, to at least arrive, you know. Um, it, I did not have to come under subpoena. I did not rise to that level. Uh, and frankly, did not want to, to write, you know, distract from the um, inner the media circus, really, mm -hmm. and, and be a part of someone else's narrative. Um, so yeah, I was able to patch in on our secure lines. And I want to shout out to the street team to making that possible. That's a lot. Uh, when you when you're talking about the US government, um, we had to set up a whole new different line. I am not going to get them anywhere near my personal information, um, take privacy very, very seriously. So we basically had to create our own computers uh, bit by bit. You know, it was a lot of soldering that week, um, but uh, for my for our safety as well, because I, I don't know, Gio, I, I commend you for, you said they just took you? Like I- Yeah, no, I- through too much to uh, to put my my physical being at risk like that. So I I, I I was wanting to hear more about your experience too of being there in person. Uh, if they had it, if they poked you, imprinted you with um, anything. Yeah. So guys, Devin Nunes was right. There is a dungeon at the bottom of the House of Congress. There is a dungeon. They brought me to the dungeon. They tied me up. They got a bowl full of water, lukewarm. They put my fingers in the water, okay? And they waited, and they waited, and they waited, okay? And they asked me, do you have to go pee pee? And I, I said, no. And you know what they did? They opened up a closet with a, a bunch of keys on it. And I heard it jingle and shivers ran down my spine. I was starting to, to sweat. They put the heat up. Now, in the closet, they pulled out a basket full of feathers. 16 sexy ladies from the darkness came out, each pulled a feather from the basket and started to run it against my already supple wet skin. They completely stripped me down. I was, I was wet, my fingers were very wet. They were in the, in, in the lukewarm water, they kept it lukewarm. And I, I pee-peed and they didn't have any toilet for me. And they all laughed. And they said, if you wanted to stop, all you gotta do is talk. And I said, whatever you want. I'll tell you whatever you want. So I started with my social, ended, you know, my dad's credit card. I definitely told him my dad's credit card. And I'm, I apologize, dad. I, I didn't, I haven't told you about that yet. Um, and then they asked me about the whistleblower. What'd you say? Uh, I don't want to, I don't want to say what I said, because if I say what I said, it would, it would be bad for our, our audience. So you didn't tell them, did you, Dio? I didn't. I didn't have a choice, Rob. 
I didn't have a choice. But I didn't tell them the whole truth. And I don't want to even say what I, I don't want to finish that because we're being listened to by them. They're listening, Rob. So me telling you this, this very personal story is they're hearing this and, you know, they will bring me in again if, if they feel they need to. I still have the tickle marks on my body. They're still imprinted on me. All the, all the shame, I haven't even washed up just to remind myself to, you know, what they did. And so, yes, I had to tell them. I had to tell them. And what I told them is not 100% accurate. But it is. I, I told them the name. But I didn't tell them yeah. anything else. And there could be a million of, of, of that person. Mm. You know? Their, their name is, is as you know, generic as John Doe or Jane Doe, you know? Well, I, if your name is John Doe or Jane Doe out there, I would watch your backs. I, perhaps the federal government is after you right now. I've heard mm -hmm. police officers speak a lot about John Doe's and Jane Doe's. So they're looking for you specifically. Yeah. Be aware, be in the scene, because I want to practice safety first. I'm sorry, and I don't want to blame you, Gio, for anything, because obviously this was coerced, this information was coerced, and we should not be, it is a frightening time where that sort of attitude is uh, taken on by our federal government, and to, I mean, in some ways this is not new, and but in other ways there's more, there's a rubber stamp. Mm-hmm. That is given, especially if this is from the top brass from Devin Nunez himself. If he yeah. was tickling you, uh, I mean, this is something to submit, perhaps. Uh, I mean, I, you can submit that to me, if no one else, because I'm keeping records. I'm keeping tabs. Mm -hmm. I'll let you know that I pled the fifth the whole time. Uh, I, oh. I, I, I was keeping some information locked tight, so... Um, you know, I think that can only protect us because they, they only have your story, but it was one that was coerced. And I hope they're listening to this right now, too, because this is evidence against them. And if they think they can grab us on this, well, guess what? We're recording that, too. Uh, mm. And so they just should be aware that whatever they do is going to be exposed. And it's, we, we are not like them. We're not controlled by a single entity. Uh, we are just reporting facts of things that are much larger than us and not centralized in that way. So uh, they can try to think they can do what they want, but they have another thing coming to them as well. So, Gio, we got your back. Thank uh, you. So sorry that that had happened to you. You've been through a lot this week. I mean, we're having you mentioned your um, time travel that you went yes. on last week as well where you left us again so you've been jet setting i understand if you're tired if it's if that yes. if the time I, i'm sure that you know feeling jet lag three hours is, is tough i mean how long were you gone was it days years i don't know time as a construct in in this story really matters it could have been an eternity it could have been two days honestly what I know is that what was before my eyes was unbelievable. When 
you guys tried to send me back in time, and I appreciate you trying. Someone was a bad actor in that in that experience, or or some kind of prophet, or or somebody that wanted me to see something that no one else saw. And this is somebody who's in the scene, possibly. I don't know if you're an enemy or a friend, but as of now. I'm afraid of whoever did this to me. I was not transported back in time. I was transported laterally in time. Somebody sent me adjacent to where I was in another moment. And I don't know if you guys remember, when I asked you about sending me back in time, I said to grunt, like a primal grunt. This kind of spell is not a spell that has words. It's all intention. It's all primal, right? People were doing ahs and ees and oohs. I'm afraid there was a few people and one person specifically that did a lot of who's. Who, 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 who. And I, and I want to ask, who was it? Because I was sent back or I don't know where, but basically I was sent into the eyes of somebody and I was in a forest. I saw men in red cloaks. And when I say men, only men, there was no girls allowed signs on like every other tree. No girls allowed men in red cloaks carrying a giant wooden skeleton. And they were chanting and singing. And I heard Kumbaya we passed a campfire. They're playing Kumbaya. Later on, they burned the wooden skeleton, right? They cheered. I saw them drinking some uh, white claws, mango, passion fruit. They had some Coors Light. I saw a guy do a keg stand. And when I looked closely, it was Harrison Ford. And then I, I started looking closely. What happened was the person who I was inhabiting. I don't know who it was, but this is like a being John Malkovich situation, people, where I was in someone's eyes. I just couldn't act and, and do anything with their body. Did you feel, did the body look kind of like John Malkovich's body? There were no mirrors. So he never got to see himself in his face. So I don't know whose face it was, but I can see their nose and i could see other people whoever they interacted with so harrison ford doing a keg stand probably his fourth of the night right stumbles over pukes his brains out and everybody leaves because a bell rings so i my person whoever it was followed the bell and you see josh gad with a human skull on, in his hands doing the classic to be or not to be. And he's, he's dressed like Olaf from Frozen. To be or not to be a snowman, he says. And the crowd erupts in laughter. There's cheers. Once he's done with his, his monologue, they, they rush him off stage. They put him on a giant crown and in a throne on top of everybody. And they say, Jash God. We praise. Jash God be praised. At that moment, I heard the fluttering of wings. 
like a chorus and in the sky was covered with owls um at that moment i was dropped just like john malkovich and uh john cusack in the movie being john malkovich dropped next to a freeway overpass and that's where six secret service black vehicles picked me up by my armpits i was completely nude and they rushed me to dc so i don't know what happened where i was who did what to me all i can tell you is what i saw and that's all that i saw so that's my story and i'm sticking to it wow i am close to no speech on this but i think it's very important that we get to the bottom and understand because i think there are two main questions that this presents to you uh which is obviously who did this to you and who did they put you in who did this to me who did they put me in i think this is uh something that we're gonna have to look into i know that we were talking about before i was transported we did have a conversation about con air we talked about the, the existence of God. We proved it. And then I went back in time. So at least I attempted to, of course. So could it be something in Con Air that sent me back or sent me wherever I went? Could it be a listener, Kanye West, um, you know, Josh Gad? Maybe he was listening. Maybe he wanted me to see his performance. Maybe Harrison Ford wanted me to see him doing a keg stand. I don't know. I think we're going to have to figure this out another time. Right. I mean, does it, is it, was it this a construct from the Baldwins to get you to that freeway overpass so they could force your testimony to find out who the whistleblower is? Uh, there must be some sort of coordination, at least, so that they know where to pick you up. Oh, my God. Josh Gad, please, wherever you are, please, God, run. They asked me about Josh. They asked me about Gad. Oh, my God. Maybe it was the Baldwins that sent me there as a secret spy and then tortured me to see what Josh Gad was up to. The power struggle between politics and Disney Josh Gad dressed as Olaf doing Shakespeare. That information that I gave them of Josh Gad dressed as Olaf doing Shakespeare, that's like the codes that Alan Turing figured out to, 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 to break the, the codes that the Germans had. I don't know what it means, but they know what it means. You know? I just It's a bunch of gibberish to us. But to them... That could be the recipe that they need to end Disney Plus. So, Josh, run. Year, yes, run, Josh. And I just wanted to tag on. I didn't mean to interrupt because, jo Josh, I know you're listening. Mm -hmm. And you need to move it. Yeah, you need to get one foot in front of the other, buddy, and run. Hightail it out of there. And I, I, only, I only interrupt because it's just I, – I need to get this information out of me, too. Mm -hmm. 
uh, this is a year where there's a lot of recipes being made, right? And I think when you said that, that just really made sure, want to make sure that that point gets made, that we are making recipes right now. This is a year where we are throwing in all sorts of different items together to make something else. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And there's a lot of power in that. So what are they cooking up? Right. And, and, and I think it also speaks a lot to who that benefits and the powers that are being gained. You know, I, I really, you know, people ask, you know, we were, they asked me point blank, what do you think is going to happen on my Skype interview with, with the government, my, with my subpoena? I was uh, actually talking to the big graham cracker himself, Lindsey Graham. Oh, yes. He says, what do you think is going to happen? And I, I said, I, I plead the fifth. But what I really want to say to you, our listeners, is that I don't know. You know, and I wasn't going to tell the big graham cracker because when I'm talking about powers, mm-hmm. I'm talking about someone like Lindsey Graham, the man who's building homes right now. Mm-hmm. But not for, for, you know, people that need homes. There's so many people out there that need them. But he's building them just, you know, this time of year, pretty much for them to be destroyed. Right? Be- Nico is, is hearing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and once they're destroyed, you know, like you say, the equal opposite reaction, that's going to give him strength. We're talking about gingerbread houses, and Nico is just losing his mind at, at the idea that they can be destroyed so easily. It's not ec- uh, economical. It's not environmentally friendly. These are edible houses that he's making. So Lindsey Graham, like Rob said, this is the, the, the time of year where he is most powerful. This is – everybody buys – his great-grandfather invented the graham cracker, right? All he did was spit on a regular cracker and call it a graham cracker, and that was the end of that. So he's using his family to benefit himself now. This is a lot like, you know, the Hunter Biden thing. Um, but it's this, instead of a son, it's a grandson. So here he is in D.C. making houses for people to be destroyed and eaten. And he has the gall to come to us and try to get information, right? I'm sorry, but we're not going to give this guy any more power than he already has. Uh, Point blank, Lindsey Graham could very well be the next president of the United States. I know he hasn't said he's going to run, but – with a last name and a dynasty like Graham and the Graham Cracker, I mean, this guy was destined for greatness. And I might have a little bias. Um, we are good friends, me and, me and Lindsay. I don't, I don't want to say that we're not friends. We are. I mean, was but he talking to you as well? Was he in that he interrogation was the, room? He was the only nice one. He was the, literally the only nice one to me the whole time, you know, when when I, I said that I had to go number two, he, he got a bucket for me, and he let me go number two in his hands, and then he put it in the bucket. So I don't, have, you, yeah, I mean, I don't have many friends that would do that for me, but he did. He I put people be, and poo in his hands. That's, yeah, I mean, I'll just tell you point blank. I, I won't do that for you. I know. But I – I don't know if that's what makes a good friend, though, Gio. 
I think that's exactly what makes a good friend. I know, I know there are some other criteria that we have, but if, if you let me poo in your hands, that's it for me. We're, for, we're BFFs for life. And in fact, he has the other half of my best friend's necklace. I don't want to. I don't want to say where he has it, where he's wearing it. Are it's, you it's wearing yours? Right. I'm wearing it. I'm not not around my neck, if you know what I'm talking about. Maybe around well, another neck of mine, if you know what I'm talking about. He, Joe, him too. I, I this makes hearing your whole story too. It makes me concerned if this material might be laced with paranormal materials. Uh, did you have a chance to 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 check? My penis feels fine. Okay. okay. Well. It feels fine. Perhaps when you can, just like maybe have a little seance with it. I can, I can, I, I'm looking at it now and it, it, it does look a little green from the, from the metal here. Um, but it's still fine. Okay. Green is the color of, of December. It's coming up green and red. There is a little red here too. So it's just Christmas, Christmas colors. It's, it's fine. Um, let's call it there. You know, we're getting a little blue. Also, there's some blue here. Um, blue, green, and red. These are all good colors, I'm sure. Um, I think but what we were trying to say, too, I mean, there's, there's safety, right? Just practice safety, everyone. Uh, I, things, in it, especially if it feels uncomfortable, you, it's probably because you need to pay attention to it, not, not to obsess over it and not to be uh, crass about everything, but it is a reality, and I think, you know, it's everyone true. needs to check to check theirs, especially uh, as you're sharing things on with friends. Um, you know, if you feel a, a, a new friendship, Geo. You know, uh, I guess I I don't want to show any pos possessiveness on my part. If you want to be certain and hanging out with Lindsay a little bit more, that's your decision. And if you listeners out there have friends that are doing the same, you know, we can respect that because we have a lot of vibes to that. You know to bounce off of each other and sometimes you need to raise that up with the, with some people more and others it's you you get a lot more i understand the need for dynamics right yeah right. Lindsay really really gets me and you know he, he really gets you know the stuff that i like to wakeboarding surfing you know taking naps and cuddling he likes all that stuff that i like so you know not knocking you and not knocking our friendship because we have, we're the best paranormal team in this, in this whole universe and in other universes too. But, um, you know, Lindsay has, has a lot of benefits, right? He knows, all the Lindsay's know each other. So Lindsay Lohan and I have gotten to know each other through him. And that's been great. Lindsay Buckingham, um, you know, from the excommunicated member of Fleetwood Mac. I've been talking to him a lot. Um, Buckingham Palace. That we've been wow. eating there a lot. So wow. Well, Gio, I just want you to be careful because you've already spilled the information of the whistleblower, and I I hope that the whistleblower, obviously, if you know who you are, like I think this information is so top secret that I'm not even sure if the whistleblower is aware that they even are the whistleblower. Yeah. Um, but if you are aware, please take all precautions um, and know that. This information was co coerced, so I just be careful, Gio. As well, honestly, it's like because I care about you. I don't want there to be more uh, leaks that happen because of this. And but right. I trust you. I trust you to to withhold that information and to know that even if they try to come at us 
uh, we have some protections and there's the court of laws. Hopefully we still do for now. Uh, there's so many ghosts around too. I mean, this is, you know, we said we're wrapping it up, but these are things to really keep in mind as we're wrapping up this year too, that we've reached a tipping point. There are more ghosts than people. So the things that we traditionally might rely on suddenly need to be, I don't want to say they're unreliable, but we need to be skeptical about everything, including ourselves, because we, you, I could be possessed. You could be possessed. We could all be like uh collectively possessed uh at this moment but at the same time we're participating in some audio sage so even if we are all possessed right now we are in the process of getting through you know filtering these ghosts and yeah exactly and we thank you for being on this journey because we all have so many ghosts to filter through yes thank you rob for the reminder that this is audio sage people we scare people listening to this podcast i know it you know it they know it you know chills down your spine you always look around your shoulder people get freaked out because it's too real and i just want to say that the more you listen the more inoculated you get you get you know more you know uh tolerance for this kind of truth so wear some spf when you listen to this because it's it might burn you you know it might burn your ears and stay in the scene, everybody. We have way more to figure out. Every, every time we open a door, we find there's a million doors right, right in front of us that we could open. And every door has another million doors. I don't know how many doors there are. I don't know if we're lost in the monsters universe, kind of uh, in some kind of scenario, we're in a warehouse full of doors. But something's happening here. We're getting to the bottom of this. And the end of the year is very important. We have lots of stuff that, that's going to kind of tie in and we're going to be able to figure out what happened in this decade because we're going to have an autopsy on the 2010s. And when 2020 hits, we're going to have perfect vision. So stay in the scene, guys, and, and take care. Keep your eyes on the screen. It's really who's who, right? That's the question we asked before, and I. This is what we, in general, want to ask: Who, who, who? Bye, bye.